to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 273 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Race five in the books, five different winners, and something tells me I think that trend is going to continue this weekend at Coda, and we're going to be six for six. Let's keep it going. It's so much fun. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, Kyle Larson could have five wins right now, and that, you know, racing's been okay. We'll, we'll get to Atlanta this weekend, you know, but, you know, for the most part, racing's been good, you know. So if we had, you know, good racing and – the same winner uh, that would take a little of the buzz away, I think, you know, so the fact that, you know, we've, we've got good racing, we had what this weekend was at Atlanta, plus different winners, good, bad, and different, there's buzz, there's talk, uh, and, and that's the important piece of it all, and that's why it makes sense to come and do a podcast, and that's why... I'm here. So uh, let's let's get into it a little bit here. Uh, quick recap. Uh, Friday after work, it was cool. A buddy of mine came by, took me out for a couple drinks, which was great. I haven't seen him in a minute. Uh, Saturday, did some running around uh, during the afternoon. Uh, my mom came and, and sat with Alden, and it was really the uh, first time we've both been out of the house for uh, that length of time, and uh, that's always a fun thing, right? You know, first time being away from your kid. Um, and then we took Alden for his first outing when we came back, watched some basketball, some racing, uh, and Sunday just chilled because Saturday took a lot out of us when you're not getting any sleep. So there's that. Uh, absolutely crazy uh, that we've got a one-month-old. He's he's just so precious. Uh, I love the fact that you guys love seeing the pictures that I post about him on the show or on the uh, Twitter handle there. So I'll I'll, I'll not uh, saturate the content with baby pictures like I have been on Facebook. So uh, there's that. Uh, last week, Grant Enfinger was back on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed Grant's interview and and uh, always always fun to talk and catch up with Grant. He's been on a lot uh, throughout the years and to uh, continue tonight, Grant's teammate Jack Wood got him for you here in just a minute. Uh, at the end of the show, going to have Christian Rose, who was supposed to be on last week, um, had to reschedule for this week. And excited to hear about his ARCA uh, career and, and racing there. Uh, we'll kind of lump in everything from Atlanta here. Got your social media shout-outs. Uh, Aaron Studwell will be on. Uh, fair warning, there will be some Big Ten basketball talk uh, when Aaron comes on. Uh, so much craziness happened with the with the tournament kicking off last week and all that. Can't wait to dive into that a little bit. And, of course, Lucky Dog, Lap Down Picks, and... Live traffic fantasy uh, at the end there. So uh, let's keep things rolling. Let's get Jack Wood from GMS on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the driver, the number 24 Chevy with GMS. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Jack Wood. Jack, what's up, man? How are you? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm awesome, man. It's uh, podcast day. It's always a good day, man. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I had Grant Enfinger on last week, who's uh, been on the show many a time. So uh, happy to keep the GMS train going this week with you and uh, to get to hear about your story a little bit. But before we do that, big question. How are your brackets going, man? Did you did you fill one out and how busted is it? 
I hate to say, I think I did. Uh, I think I was like last minute. I did autofill, and okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm way. out. I, yeah, I think I had Baylor pick to win it all, so I'm out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, man. All right. Well, listen, like I said, I had, I had Grant on last week. Uh, excited to have you on this week. Um, you had a great run in Atlanta this past weekend. But before we get to that, uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and your racing background. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 21. I'm originally from Northern California. Uh, I grew up uh, racing goat carts and legend cars and late models all all in Northern California. Um, did a little bit of Arca stuff out of uh, our own family shop uh, in Loomis, which is where I'm from in California. Um, and then November 2020, uh, signed my first contract with GMS and Chevrolet and uh, moved out to, to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and ever since then, kind of been pursuing the uh, this, uh, this truck series, uh, national series in NASCAR and uh, – and yeah, so racing has always been a big part of my life. Um, you know, I ski raced for a while when I was younger in California growing up and, uh, you know, always had a, always had an itch to, to keep getting back in the seat. So you know, I'm super, super blessed and lucky to, to have this opportunity to come out here and, and race for a good team like GMS. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. Um, so you, you ran Legends in California. Atlanta has a very big Legends program. Uh, did you stick around to uh, watch them run Saturday night around the bull ring there? I did not. No, sadly, I didn't. I, uh, you know, the, the way that the, the team planes work, you know, they, they basically load and go. So once, once everyone's on the plane, those guys take off. And, uh, you know, I wasn't able to didn't have any time to stick around and watch those guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. So you mentioned, you know, 2020, you know, signed with GMS. You know, can, can you share a little bit how that all came together? What uh, you know, who who called who, how that alliance all came to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was working, uh, when I was driving out on the West Coast with our own family team, um, you know, I was looking to have somebody come on and, and driver coach me. Um, and we found Ryan Reed, uh, who raced in the Xfinity Series with Roush for a long time. And uh, so he was flying out to all the races on the West Coast um, for all the ARCA stuff and a little bit of Southwest Tour racing as well. And, uh, you know, about half of the season, I think, you know, we kind of realized it was time to make a change, time to go, time to go take a chance at the, you know, at the big dogs. And, uh, you know, Ryan started making calls to different teams. And, you know, GMS was one of them on the list. And, uh you know, I think things just lined up the right way. We were able to, you know, secure a deal with them and uh, sign the contract. And, and then I left my hometown and came all the way out to the East Coast. So That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, talk a little bit about your sponsors. You had a cool one this week with uh, Chevy Truck Month on there. But who else are we going to see on the 24 this season? Yeah, so it's, it's the Chevy Truck One thing is really exciting. You know, uh, me being a Chevrolet back driver, uh, we're able to take the the truck and the paint scheme and, and promote the different things that, that Chevrolet would like to throughout the throughout the year. So March is is Chevy Truck Month, um, Chevrolet's annual Truck Month, um, to kind of just promote all the all the new exciting things that are coming out for trucks. So um, you know that was a lot of fun for us to run this year. We had uh, Make an Impact Foundation on the truck at Daytona, which was exciting as well, which is a, a really cool foundation here in the Charlotte, North Carolina region that that builds parks for um, underprivileged neighborhoods, which is, which is something that I thought was really cool. Um, you know, there's some some more exciting uh, partnerships that are that are going to be on the truck here later 
in the year. Um, but, you know, some really good stuff coming on the pipeline. Um, you know, as, as I'm sure you know, racing is, is, is so money dependent, right? Oh, so it's course. really important to, to get good sponsors behind you to build build the right relationships um, because, you know, what's the <laughs> – when there's no money, there's no racing, right? right. So you gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta, do, you gotta do your best you can to uh, secure the right sponsorships and the right people. But um, you know, I'm super, super lucky to to be with Chevrolet and the support that they've given me over the last year. Um, you know, and give me the ability to, to get behind the wheel of these trucks and, and go uh, go see what I got. That's awesome. Um, all right, man. Let's talk about this weekend. So this was your first trip to Atlanta. So you didn't get to race the old configuration, the old track that had so much character and all that. But uh, you know, what, what what did you think of the the new track? Yeah, honestly, I uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, uh, going into it and and talking to a lot of different drivers, I think a lot of people. Uh, probably weren't super excited about the repave right i think you know atlanta was was one of the driver's favorite tracks because of how worn out and difficult difficult the the old surface was um but you know i was really really pleasantly surprised with with how the track raced and um you know i mean they did turn it into a super speedway but i feel like it was still a different it was a different animal than going to a daytona or talladega so um you know, I, I, I really enjoyed the track. I thought it was a, a good place to race. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of bummed the truck series is only going there once this year. But, um, you know, it was it was it was a good race for us. Um, I think we, you know, we would have liked to finish higher than where we did. But, uh, you know, we were able to battle back from two laps down and to, you know, to be able to fight back into the top 15 and finish right behind our teammate. I think that was a uh, that was a good momentum builder for the 2014. Absolutely. So let's, uh, you know, if you don't mind going into that a little bit deeper, you know, you guys started 22nd, you finished 13th, like you said, into the top 15 there. Uh, walk everyone through what happened to get two laps down and, uh, you know, keeping that determination and and getting back up in there. So r- run us through that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we said, like you said, it started 22nd uh, with, you know, with qualifying going away, they went to NASCAR has their metrics that they used to, to determine starting position. And, uh, you know, after my two wreck outs at Daytona and Vegas, which, you know, I'm not too proud of that, that put us starting pretty deep in the field. And, uh, you know, I think by, you know, 10, 15 laps in the race, I was in the top 10 um, and then got shuffled out of line and, it fell back a little bit, but, you know, we're still running inside the top 15 most of the day. Um, you know, at the end of stage one, put left side tires on uh, and then had a right rear tire going down. So I had to come to pit road, uh, which put us those two laps down. And then kind of the rest of the day, just, you know, trying to use race strategy and race as far as I could to, to get ourselves back on the lead lap. And uh, luckily there was enough cautions to, to allow me to do that. Um you know, then once that happened, me and the 23 truck were able to get hooked up and, and kind of make some make some ground up. Um, but, you know, days like that when you go laps down are, are super, super long days because you're just constantly uh, racing against the clock, right? You only have so much time to get back on the lead lap and you're just hoping for cautions and trying to race other lap down trucks and position yourself in the right place to where you can get back on that lead lap. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that. So, um, I think it was a it was a really good day for us. You know, I think you look at Daytona and Vegas, which you know both were were wreck outs, um, which is tough for stuff to build off of and tough to have any momentum going into you know the following race. So uh, you know, I think finishing 13th there as all, well, even though it wasn't you know a, a great finish, it was still 
um, a really big learning day for the 24 team. And I think, you know, the more time that I spend with these guys, the more races we get under our belt, I think the better off we're going to get. Um, and I think the same thing goes for, for the 23 team as well. So um, I think we're definitely starting to hit our stride and uh, that just makes me more excited for the rest of the season. That's awesome, man. I love it. Well, speaking of the rest of the season, this weekend, you guys are headed to Coda. Uh, what, what's your road course background like? Are you excited for this? How are you getting ready for it? Are you nervous? What's uh, What do you think going to Coda this weekend? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited to go to Coda, actually. Last, so, Coda last year was my first truck race, um, which was which was definitely throwing me to the wolves right away, uh, you know, with the, the weather changing and all that kind of stuff. So it was a, that was a tough animal uh, to try to wrestle last year. But um, I've been putting in a lot of time on, on road course racing, and, uh, you know, I've been running Trans Am cars uh throughout the off season and, and towards a little bit last year. Um, so I've been doing a lot of road course stuff there and you know, spend as much time as I can on the Chevy Sim, I racing, all that kind of stuff, trying to, to get myself as prepared as I can going into Coda. But, um, you know, honestly, last year I was, I, I did not like road course racing. I wasn't too excited about going to, you know, Watkins Glen and Coda. Uh, but this year I'm super excited. I think that I've, I've definitely found some, found some stuff. I think my, my road course racing skill set has grown over the last 12 months and uh, I'm excited to go get another shot, but I think we'll have a good run there. That's awesome, man. I love it. All right, Jack, where can everybody follow you and keep up with you on social media? Yeah, so I am, uh, I'm driver Jack Wood across all platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, sadly, I'm not on TikTok, but uh, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter are both Driver Jack Wood. I love it. I've uh, I, I created a Twitter account, or I'm sorry, a TikTok account for the podcast, and I think I've got like a handful of videos. Like I don't mind watching them, but man, uh, to to put that stuff together, it's it takes a minute and some creativity that uh, I just haven't found the stride yet for that. <laughs> I know I'm the same way. I think. Uh, you know, there's TikTok is blowing up, right? So it's a, I think it's a good place to it's a good platform to be on for social media. But like you said, uh, it's a whole different animal than Instagram or Twitter. So Absolutely. I haven't made that I haven't made that leap of faith yet, <laughs> but uh, hopefully I do shortly. I love it. All right, Lat Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Jack Wood for calling into the show. Jack, it was uh, great to have you on for the first time. Uh, look forward to catching up with you down the road. Best of luck this weekend and the rest of 2022, man. All right, it sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Take care. We'll see you. All right, Live Traffic Nation. There you have Jack Wood from GMS. Uh, can't wait to follow his career and see how that develops in the truck series and uh, where else things might take him for sure. All right. Uh, Jack talked a little bit about Atlanta and his run this past weekend. Um, you know, Grant talked about it last week, you know, that this is probably going to run like a super speedway. The question was, was just, how much like a super speedway uh and now that the weekend is over we can answer that question and that answer is a lot uh you know so that that is a matter of opinion right whether you like super speedway racing or you don't like super speedway racing um you know a lot of uh, a lot of you guys um you know have been listening to the show you guys know my stance on that which is i'm not the biggest fan of super speedway racing uh i wouldn't mind it if we could avoid the wrecks uh you know you you're gonna have those right you know whether it's at kansas dover wh wherever i mean accidents on the i mean it's racing it's gonna happen um 
you know, if somebody has a single car accident because they messed up uh, and it doesn't impact anyone else's race, I mean, that's obviously the most preferred. Hey, you messed up. It happened to you and everyone else moves on and you come back next week. Uh, if you have wrecks because you've got uh, two, three guys for the lead uh, beating and banging off of each other at Bristol, Martinsville, Watkins Glen, whatever the case may be, uh, that's battling for the win. Uh, and that's that racing that everybody talks about that we want. Uh, if you're at Talladega, Daytona, uh, now possibly Atlanta, um, and, you know, you get caught up in one just because of the product of, you know, people going too fast, too soon. Again, you can argue that's the same thing that happens in either the single car or the short track road courses that, hey, that's just racing. Uh, and, and it is, you know, that's a style of racing that NASCAR has. Uh, and there are some people that like it and there are uh, some people that don't like it. Um, you know, I'm not a fan, especially knowing what Atlanta gave us the last few years. Um, you know, I knew the repave was going to impact things, you know, and the track reconfiguration and and the package that they brought to atlanta uh gave us super speedway racing um not as bad with as catastrophic as the big ones are at daytona talladega uh some pretty close you know a lot of two and three cars i think i tweeted out there you know hey uh what's better you know 15 two three four car wrecks uh or you know one or two 15 to 20 car wrecks you know and it just I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens when we go back to Atlanta. Uh, now that it'll be the second time there with the car, second time with the track tires, you know, uh, can they figure it out a little bit? Uh, I mean, either way though, you get pack racing. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get those types of wrecks. We saw that throughout all three series. Cause it's not, wasn't just, you know, specific to cup. Uh, in what we got, you know, so Xfinity cars haven't changed, trucks haven't changed, you know, so can the we get something different out of the Cups uh, series that we didn't get out of the truck and Xfinity? Probably not, you know, so that's just is what it is, you know, uh, unless they drastically change, you know, the package and what they bring. That's what we're going to get now at Atlanta, I think. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we'll see, uh, I, you know, big test will be do people show back up in the stands when they go back there that'll be a uh, a big story and they might this year because maybe they bought you know extra you know a season ticket package thing or something but uh, years to come you know we'll we'll see what happens there uh all right truck series real quick uh rookie Corey heim picking up the wind getting it done uh the one thing that i've always said with with this style of racing at your daytona's talladega's uh, you know, this past weekend in Atlanta, even some of the road course races, depending on how those finish out is, you know, you can go to, uh, you know, Texas and, you know, under traditional, uh, you know, we'd say, oh, Kevin Harvick's going to be great. Martin Truex is going to be, you know, you know who and what manufacturer and what team are going to do well. You know, that is the one perk of Daytona, Talladega, uh, and that style of racing is that, hey, if you're there at the end, it's it gives the opportunity for people to go out there and possibly get a win uh, that wouldn't ordinarily do it. We've seen it time and time again with Daytona 500 winners. Uh, we've seen it in the truck series. We've seen it in the Xfinity series. Um, and that that's a good feel, good story, right? Uh, you know, especially if it's a, if it's a, uh, you know, an underdog, if you 
will that's able to go out there and pick up a win uh helps them from a career perspective helps the team all those things right you know so from that regard you know I, I don't hate those storylines. I enjoy them, you know. Uh, Corey Heim, maybe one of those. Um, you know, in the Xfinity series, you, you had Austin Hill, who picked up the win at Daytona. Uh, his rookie year in the Xfinity series almost picked up another one at Atlanta this weekend. Um, you know, you had Ross Chastain, Kurt Busch, Daniel Suarez, Corey LaJoy. You know, those were your top five. Uh, those are some top five names that we might hear about at Daytona Talladega. You know, so it's all based on taking advantage of that opportunity that's presented. Can you take advantage of the ability to finish up there uh, in a top five, top 10, possibly even a win uh, because other people have wrecked, taken themselves out and, and go out there and, and make a name for yourself? You know, so if you like that aspect of it, I can get behind that. Uh, you know, and the the wrecks and all that. I mean, this was not the best racing, in my opinion, uh, that we've had so far this season. Uh, and and I, it's it's a bummer. Uh, but like I said at the start of the show, you know, I'm keeping that buzz going for myself uh, on the fact that we got five different winners through five races, and we're going to Coda this weekend. Uh, you know, and that was a little bit of a cluster bleep last year, uh, you know. But I think it's going to be fantastic this year. I'm very excited for it. And I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll forget about Atlanta real quick, you know. And we'll just go from there. All right. That's what I got for you there, guys. Uh, what do you say? How about we do a little lap traffic social media? Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook Live Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Live Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Live Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, go leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to. Go tell your friends, all that good stuff. And don't forget about the giveaway. Creeping closer and closer. Uh, since the start of the season, you guys have uh, embraced the retweets and trying to get us to 6,000 followers, which uh, we're almost there. Uh, about 185 to go, uh, creeping down there, and can't wait to give away a 124 Chase Elliott Phoenix Championship diecast race win, as well as a piece of sheet metal from Kevin Harvick. So uh, go tell your friends to follow, and uh, let's get 185 more and give this thing away. Speaking of followers, got some new follower shout-outs. Travis at Travis underscore Leash 21, a Patriots fan and a Kevin Harvick fan. I mean, we, we might have just become best friends. That's that's all I have to say. Uh, Jared at Jared706, NASCAR and Kevin Harvick fan. P. Harper at Let88 Bowman and a Red Sox fan. Uh, how excited are you? Baseball, going to be back. I can't wait. Uh, and Good Pods at Good Pods uh, HQ, a uh, podcast app, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely cool to see some uh, new new entrepreneurship type uh, social media things going on from a podcast perspective. So that's cool. Awesome. Don't forget about the uh, store. Uh, get your lap traffic T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, I've got free stickers and koozies for anybody. All you got to do uh, is, well, live in the United States because trying to ship uh, to Canada and all that has uh, become problematic as of late. But 
If you're in the U.S., I will happily mail you stickers and a koozie. All you got to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelivetrafficpodcast.com, and I will send that out to you for free, no questions asked. So there you have it. Okay, uh, let's keep plugging along. Uh, here is where you might want to fast forward uh, a minute or two because Aaron Studwell will be on, and we're going to talk uh, Atlanta a little deeper. Uh, we're going to talk uh, the weather for Coda, but – Yes, we're going to mix in a little college basketball talk. So uh, if that ain't your thing, no worries. Uh, I can't tell you how long to fast forward because we haven't recorded yet. But uh, jump ahead a little bit if you want. And here we go. All right, Lab Traffic Nation joining me on the line after a slight delay on my part. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Aaron Studwell, sir. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, sir. I'm doing well, and yourself? Uh, I am better now that uh, tech is on my <laughs> side, so uh, we'll we'll break the uh, the fourth wall, if you will. So uh, it is at this present time, seven twenty eight p.m. Eastern time, and Aaron and I were supposed to record at five thirty, and uh, here we are. Um, all of a sudden, the you know mixer and the program just stopped responding after i recorded the first half of the show this afternoon and uh just decided to stop so it was a matter of uninstalling uh two different programs that talk to each other driver updates and lo and behold knock on wood here we are and and we're uh we're ready to go. So, and I'm hoping this is the last time you need to do that. Maybe what is your your sixth year? Uh, yeah, sixth year. Uh, it happens at least once or twice a year. So, uh, no, you I'm, know, I'm not on the receiving end of that. Yeah, that I am, really uh, becomes random. It, it's it, that's the thing. It is so random. Um, you know, and uh, but hey, uh, night. I mean, most of the time this thing works. Sound quality is good. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just one of those blips and. With the day today was, I'm not surprised. So no, no, it does stuff. The universe does tend to work that way. Yep. And you little blips all of a sudden become a big blip, and you're like, "What happened today?" Right. And yeah. you're yes. about ten o'clock. You're sitting there, like just kind of looking around. Yeah. Baby's asleep, and you're staring at a just a blank wall, wondering yes. what the f- happened. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you mentioned you know, like the baby. You know, like I am a big person like i mean i i burn the candle both ends from the time i wake up to the time i go to bed i i really have a hard time relaxing and just chilling unless there's a sporting game on and that's because that's so uh, you know attention grabber i have a hard time watching tv shows you know i'm a creature of habit with the ones that i do and it's like once once alden goes to bed once Lindsay's chilling you know like i want to just decompress uh scroll through social media you know, uh, you know, TikTok scroll, whatever, because that's a deep <laughs> dot, you know. Yep. And then it's like now I've lost an hour because I've done that. And now the kid's about to wake back up. And it's like I don't I can't I don't have I don't possess the innate ability to just shut myself off and, and hit the pillow and go to bed like my wife can do. And I'm very jealous of that aspect that she can just, you know, be asleep before her head hits the pillow. Um but yeah, you know, though that's the big adjustment for me there. But uh, 
Anyways, and congratulations. Thank you. This is month one of 18 years. Yeah, right. Yes. Month one in the books. Uh, we took him. He had his one month checkup yesterday. He's put on two pounds. And uh, yeah, we're. Yeah, so I think that's what I've done in the last two months. Last month <laughs> well, too. See, I've done that in the last week, I think. <laughs> oh, man. All right. A uh, couple things to talk about here. Uh, I. Uh, uh, mentioned at the start of the show that we were going to do a deep dive into college basketball because oh good you warned them I That's did good. I did warn them I did and right before your intro music clicked I said you know you might want to fast forward but I've got no idea how far to fast forward because we hadn't <laughs> recorded yet you know so that's that's the that's the problem there but um, yeah so you know a couple weeks ago you know you and I were were talking and it was like you know. Michigan, you know, they had that great game against Ohio State, but lost a couple beforehand. Uh, broadcast this Saturday, Michigan State, or I'm sorry, Michigan State, Michigan hadn't won consecutive games uh, since uh, early February, you know, and just couldn't couldn't seem to get on that roll. Uh, me and my buddy Zalen, who uh, everyone's heard me talk about once in a while, talked about Dickerson and just how he seemed to maybe be phoning it in this year a little bit. And and here we are now talking about Michigan in the Sweet 16. Uh, where, where, you're at? where are you at? Oh, it's funny because you texted me because I was watching the Atlanta Xfinity race because I had Landon, Landon yes. with his first top five. Which is awesome. This one up. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is first top five since 2011. And I actually went back and looked, and I haven't mentioned him. It was his first top five in Xfinity since 2011. 2014, he had a fourth place finish at Talladega in Cup. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Which I thought was which I thought was interesting. Especially, yeah, it makes sense, especially at Talladega. So yep. you're asking me what I thought about the game. I'm like, I didn't watch it I because did. this whole yeah. win one, lose one, win one, lose one is okay. And then you they're playing Tennessee. I'd watch him play a bit this year, Michigan. I just I'm I'm finally bought in again. Right? I think after everything that happened with the Wisconsin game, I'm like I'm just like I'm. I'm checking out. I'll, I'll check it out. In it, but I'm like, I, it just lost my interest with the whole Howard thing and his behavior. Yeah. And then just kind of getting pushed out of the turn in Big Ten tourney so quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be tuned in. I'll be tuned in Thursday night. So all right, I'm glad you brought up Howard. Let me ask you this: Did Howard redeem himself by hugging and consoling the Tennessee player? No. No. Okay. All right. No. I'm. I'm. I could go either way. I mean, I don't think he did that. I. I by no means think that that was a PR stunt. There. Uh, I just think the camera happened to be there at the right place, right time, and see that. I think that happens regardless. Uh, I. I thought it was a beautiful moment. To be honest with you, I. I, I loved and, it. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. But does it make up for his behavior? And how he he's acted, how he's acted, and it wasn't just that one incident. Sure, sure. Does it make him a good guy? Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of erased one of those negative dick marks. Right. He's kind of put a little things back in balance, and you know it depends on how he you know it could very easily go back out of balance if he had throws a if he throws a tantrum. Another haymaker. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even say haymaker. I say tantrum. Yeah. If he doesn't like a call and gets gets teed up. You know, he's is he trying to be Harbaugh without being Harbaugh? 
No, I th- that's an interesting question. I, my first instinct was no. I, I think he may be – I don't think he's trying to be hardball. I think he's trying to be himself, but he also knows he looks over and may see that Jim has a little bit free release. Okay. And that he's trying to see how far he, he can, can go. His. Okay. But I mean, those I are two think... very top, uh, charismatic, opinionated, um, uh, big ego guys, you know, running two, you know, different high class programs that are both still struggling, I think, to find identity as, as a program. And I think that that plays uh, a little bit of a role there. Yeah. And he's trying to. And even with the game being over, I think there's a little bit of I'm trying to fire my guys up and sure. show that I have emotion too. Yeah. But then I go back. Wasn't it Harbaugh who like shook the Detroit Lions coach's hand and then didn't let go because he wanted to continue to the discussion? Yeah. So that was Schwartz Harbaugh Thanksgiving Day game uh, back at Ford Field. And I, I distinctly remember that because I was there. <laughs> yeah. And so. You've got very two good analogies there, too, although one being pro and one being college, and you have a different mission, you know, pros to win, colleges to win, but you're also trying to shape the minds and attitudes of young men and women. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I feel you. I feel you. All right, now let's talk about, all right, Michigan's in the Sweet 16, playing Villanova, who I believe that's the team we lost to in the last time we actually made it to the national championship game. That is correct, and that was the last time we played them, 2018. Yes. Okay, so um, obviously Villanova, two-seed, top-caliber talent there. Um, if if we are to say that you know Michigan is going to lose this game, uh, does the Sweet 16 appearance uh, make up for the lackluster season that we had? Yes. Does that help uh, recruiting? I- Ooh, I would say yes. Okay. I, I would, yeah, I would say yes. Because that's um, always my thing. It's like, you know, all right, you know, you, you know, all of these young kids, they, they, it's all, uh, for, for me anyways, I think they're looking from the national spotlight, national perspective, wanting to get the attention, wanting to, you know, obviously, hey, who wouldn't want to get the payday in the pros, you know? So it's like, you know, Michigan coming off a, a phenomenal uh, 2021 or, you know, 2020, 2021, and a, a you know, mediocre 2021, 2022. Uh, you know, does that turn some commitment? away possibly and you know so i'm i'm always looking to to the future in terms of all right you know are we going to get to you know a consistent elite eight final four appearance team consistent big 10 champ team like that's that's where i'm at and i i I, i'm torn on this you know like because i didn't think we were getting there i think it's awesome uh for me it's like yeah i'm kind of forgetting about the regular season i'm like yeah we're sweet 16 you know that's that's the big deal there and you're right. I think it's just what matters now. Yes. Yeah, I would have loved to. I would have loved to won the Big Ten championship, win the Big Ten uh, tournament. Okay, that's behind us. They've won two games, which, yeah, yeah, I didn't expect them to beat Tennessee. Honestly, no, I was surprised. Um, and now you're in a place where, in how many? I want to guess there are at least 330. D1 schools in basketball, in men's basketball. Yeah. You have 314 teams that didn't get as far as you are now. 
Yeah. You're playing on national television. You're playing on a national stage, which every college recruit wants to do. And now you're showing you can consistently do it. Sure. Now, what happens uh, Thursday night? I, you know, Villanova's five-point favorites. Um, I think that's I, low, to be honest. I, so I was seven, I, seven and a half. I, I, well, I was thinking more. I, I didn't think they'd put them at double digits, but I was, I was expecting to see nine and a half. The not the predictions, the simulations I've seen is has it between six and six and a half. And then, you know, so you open the line at six, six and a half, and then you're going to have, you're just going to, honestly, we've talked about this during football season. You're going to have Michigan money coming in. Oh, yeah. Yes. Betting Michigan to cover. So now they're just going to move the spread to keep the money even. Yeah. Nope. 100%. And I think it was minus two, either minus 210 or minus 270 for uh, Villanova. Money line. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, good times. I mean, you know, we've seen the, we've, we've seen the upsets happen. Uh, I mean, go go talk to Kentucky. <laughs> well, you, you got you know? a very strong. Yeah, I know. I watched that game. Yeah, uh, that you have a very strong St. Peter's team, and I'm not here to talk about St. Peter's and the Peacocks. Yeah, but it, it's hard to ignore them. And then there's another thing out there. I do have it pulled up here. Let's see. Notre Dame lost. Um, what else we got? Michigan's the 11, you know, oh, Iowa state. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. They played it good. I yep. watched a, it's funny cause I watched a lot of the tournament, but then when it was opposite racing, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of overwatch racing over here. Well, you know, and, and so if, if I'm looking at it, you know, Michigan had came in at, in an 11 seed, you know, we talked about the possibility of not making the tournament here. They are sweet oh, yeah. 16 as an 11 seed. Uh, if I'm an 11 seed Michigan uh, playing Villanova, or I'm a 15 seed St. Peter's playing Purdue, um, you know, I, I Michigan's got the biggest chance to make the most noise as the uh, you know an 11 seed throughout the rest of this tournament because Michigan's been there before. You know, they right. they you know they lost some games. They they win a few more. Uh, you know, they're they're in there at a higher seed. You know, St. Peter's, they weren't going to get the possibility of a three seed or a two seed. Michigan's been there. So I I would say that Michigan may have the advantage here to be the one to get something done potentially as an 11 seed. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, Iowa State, too. Uh, but they they turned around so much. But just back to Michigan basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. The, the position they can't leave themselves in is like they have during the first two games. They can't be down big at the half. No, no. They are not going to come back on against Villanova Yes, and yep. have a second half run that is going to be capable of it. Right. No, I'm with you there. But Villanova plays a lot like Tennessee. They want to slow it down. They're good from three unchallenged. So if Michigan can, can get in their kind of run and gun, even if they're shooting, shooting threes. Yeah. I think they can keep this close. I love it. Well, we will find out Thursday and we will reconvene here. Uh, same time, same place, couple weeks, hopefully with working equipment. <laughs> well, you know, it's working now. Yes. It's working now. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, NASCAR. 
What'd you think about Atlanta? Uh, man, I hate to say it. I want to go. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. That was phenomenal. Okay. 500 miles. Yeah. Was a little much. Yes. You could do 400. I I've even seen the suggestion that you can keep it the folds of honor, quick trip 500 and then do like Phoenix does. And it's, uh, 500 kilometers. So sure. 300 miles. Yeah. Uh, or three twelve. So, uh, I enjoyed the racing. I thought it was exciting. I thought it was, it was, it's you now have a super speedway at a mile and a half. Thank you. SMI. Do we, all right. So here's my thing. All right. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. So I loved the racing we had in Atlanta. I thought the racing, even though everyone hated the package and, and all of that, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, the racing was still pretty good. Um, you know, we need that track to obviously build in a little bit of character from a, a track and, and wear perspective. Uh, right. I'd like to see what changes NASCAR baby makes, even not this year. Do they maybe lower the spoiler next year? Uh, do they maybe make some adjustments? I guess my question is, do I need a Talladega? And, you know, we have four of those races. Do I need a fifth and sixth at Atlanta to where it's, you know, a, you know, did I get caught up in one when I wasn't doing anything wrong? And I understand that's a product of racing. And I understand short and track racing is racing. But do we need to add, do we need to add more of those types of races when we'd rather be watching short track and road course races? And, and, and you make a good point, and I'm going to say, what does the fan want to see? What do the people in the stands and the 3 million people who tuned in this past week sure. want to see? They, hey, hey, carnage is a horrible word. They yes. want to see They want to see the big one, yep. even if the big ones, yep. plural. Um, and you talk about short tracks with, L, I was going to say L.A., with Fontana Auto Club, not going to do the reconfiguration now yep i just i i'm just not enamored with you know maybe you only need one race then at um atlanta at, uh, atlanta thank yep. you yep and you know what take you know what keep you want to keep it regional take it down to road atlanta sure yeah that'd be cool people want road courses yeah um yeah you, you take you have one race at um, Atlanta Motor Speedway, you have one race at uh, Road Atlanta, and that is just a phenomenal track. The racing's great there, you know. But it doesn't answer your question. Do they change? The only thing I would say, if I'm if I'm NASCAR, or really now if I'm Goodyear, the only thing I'm changing is what my minimum tire pressure is to go out. Sure. Yep. And maybe play with the camber numbers a little bit. Yeah. Because that's that was the big problem we had. We didn't have those uh, rear diffuser issues. It was just people blowing out tires, and it was from abusing the tires. It wasn't. It yes. was. Yeah. Too either too much camber or too low of air pressure, and they're just abusing the hell out of those uh, right rears. Yep. Well, you know, and so I now, and I don't know. I'm I'm going strictly eyeball test here. You know, I don't know what the seating capacity of Fontana is, and I don't know what the seating capacity of Atlanta is. But I know a hell of a lot of people showed up to Fontana that weren't there a few years ago. Granted, I know they missed a year, so it may have been a, hey, we weren't able to go, I'm going kind of thing. 
uh, and I saw what appeared to be a lot more of an emptier grandstand at Atlanta than I saw at yes. Montana. And we're talking, you know, closer to home base, if you will, at a reconfigured track, you know, and I'm just like, man, I would have thought Atlanta would have, you know, been boasting sellouts that they didn't based on everything. And I just want, you know, I wonder, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to leave it at that. I just wonder what's well, going to happen. There I, going I'm not, forward. I'm not going to leave it at that. I'll oh. join in here. Yes. Okay. So Fontana, I would say their attendance was helped by the clash at the Coliseum. Okay. Yeah. People who are local said, Oh my God, what a spectacle this is. And even though it's different racing, yeah. even though what I saw at the clash wasn't what I was going to see at auto club. Yep. I still wanted to go see NASCAR. Yes, I love that. And with Atlanta, now that they're back to two races, yeah. if you just give them one, maybe okay, fair, may, fair, fair, fair. You could, you, you, you may see it, and but it yeah. still goes to the point. But where are we at now? Where we're at now is we're moderate attendance. Yeah, at what was really a beautiful weekend. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Friday, yes. yeah. You, but you couldn't ask, you couldn't dial in a better no. weather weekend than yep. you saw Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And you would have wanted. It, it, I'm not sure how. Uh, having never lived in Atlanta, visited a lot, but never lived there. Yep. Do people say, "Hey, I don't want to drive all the way down to Peachtree City. It's 30 miles out of town." Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, it's it's crazy. I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm curious to see if they can, you know. Uh, they could take the they could remove the 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 pack racing aspect out by changing the package that they bring and yeah. for me i personally would rather see that you know and, and and that's just me uh oh and i say that knowing man we got a great race at fontana with the new car with the new tight you know Granted, yes, there were a lot of single car spins coming out of four, but you can make individual adjustments to fix that. And we had great right. racing, and, you know, and, so that's but, where I'd rather see what we could have had naturally, I guess, if I'm going to use that word correctly, at Atlanta versus having, you know, v, uh, Daytona Jr. I just admit, what do the fans want? Yeah, oh, I, fans, yeah, yeah. If the fans yeah. want the pack racing and you want to see, and uh, I'm singling him out because it was quite an accomplishment. Corey LaJoy come in, you know, he was wound up, he came, he crossed the line fifth, but with Bell having sure. to drop back, yeah, yeah, yeah. a fourth place finish. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's good for the sport. Well, and listen, I am the first to say that if, if that's what the, if that's, if, if viewership's there, and if sponsors are there and, it, you know, w w whatever, if the sport wants it, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. I will embrace it at that point, you know, because I want the sport to thrive. I, I don't want to see NASCAR, you know, go anywhere, you know. So from that, not, not that it would or anything like that, but I'm just saying, you know, if that's what they want. I'll talk about it. You know what I mean. So I'm. Oh, of I'm, course. I'm so that's there. why we're. That's that's why it's taking up some. And it's it's not a negative. Yeah. That's why it's taking up a, a good bit of time on this segment. Yeah. Is we're sitting here. How can we make the sport better? We embrace the sport. Yep. And you know, do we want to? And maybe, and maybe you're right. Maybe they say, okay, we're going to come back. The one thing I did miss, and I think it is a byproduct of the next gen car, and they showed. I can't remember who it was was trying to side draft, and there's just no side drafting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, there was no you did not have that slingshot and you didn't have the, um, 
you know, the, the, the push just didn't seem you had the bump draft, but it wasn't your your full bump draft. That's why I've got to call it the junior like it was almost there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, true, true. But what was what's the what the difference is there? And they pointed out that it's a bit of a configuration thing there because if you don't have, you know, you're coming through that straight on the quad oval, you really have much shorter place except for on the back straight. You don't have a lot of places then you can bump draft. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh man, uh, you know what? I guess. I've talked myself into with you here now being excited to see what happens when we go back. Oh, oh yeah, and I, mean, I hope, and I hope it doesn't. It doesn't. I hope it does help their attendance numbers. I hope people say, "Absolutely, hey, that was such a great race in March. Let's go back in July." Yeah, yeah. Let's go <laughs> back. Let's go back in July and sweat our nuts off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, hey, it's it's the sauna four hundred. July in Atlanta. July in Atlanta is like August in Michigan. <laughs> Yep. I think the mosquitoes may be bigger up there for y'all. I love it. All right. Well, uh, we are going, and you physically are going Dakota this weekend. Uh, You know, when are you getting in? What are you doing? And uh, what's the weather going to be like? I get in Friday afternoon. I've had a hotel there for a bit because I knew this deal was likely going to close, and that's probably the easiest thing to cancel is the hotel. Yep. Uh, I get in around 4:20. I could literally could not get a rental car at the airport. Wow! I am going to have to take a Lyft, Uber, or whatever you want to call it, yep. to a, to a car rental place up by the Capitol, wow. and then drive back to my hotel. Wow! So then you're um, going to have to do the same thing to get back to the airport, right? But what the good thing about that is, is um, the car rental company I'm using, and I'm not going to give them a free plug here. Fair enough. Uh, it, they have a $25 shuttle, which will take you back to the airport. And I looked, and it's like from the point where they're at, it's $32, $33 for an uh, Uber. And it's 25 so I'm like, okay, you know, I can take – Take an Uber or Lyft there and yep. take the shuttle back. Um, and if then I go back. If it was a free service, you'd be plugging them, but because it's. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's true. That's true. If you want to give me. Or if I plug them and they call me and say, hey, I'll get you on the shuttle for free. Right, right. Then we'll do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. Um, yeah, but then the only thing I need to worry about is uh, sunscreen. Excellent. It is going to be a beautiful weekend in Central Texas. I love it. I love it. Um, Friday, Friday is actually you're in a little bit of a cold front, not quite as dramatic as this last one was. If people go to my Twitter and see what I was retweeting last night, some of the tornado night tornado pictures people were catching or um, capturing were amazing. Awesome. But we've got a cold front going through on Thursday. So uh, Friday, sunny, northeast winds, kind of light, 38 in the morning. Burger, 38 in the morning for yeah, Central Texas, yeah, 77 that's, for that's, the high. I mean, that's what I'm used to, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, sunny. Northeast winds south, uh, shifting to the south. Uh, it will be windy in the afternoon, uh, so with uh, with higher gusts. Uh, 80 uh, for the high, 47 for the low. Sunday, mostly sunny. Uh, southerly winds again, 15 to 20 miles an hour. And again, higher gusts, high of 82, low of 50. Odds of racing all three days, 
95 95 plus percent well it's looking great love it beautiful beautiful i'm excited yeah hell yeah man i hope you have a great time safe trip and uh you know plenty of pictures yeah i'm looking forward to it looking forward sounds good awesome man all right well live traffic nation there you have it some basketball recap and future stuff all right there so um make sure you're following aaron on twitter at race weather along with brian newdorf at nascar underscore wxman sure uh great to catch up with you and we will catch you in a couple weeks yes you will and we'll be in touch awesome man all right we'll talk to you later thank you my friend yeah we'll see you all right great to catch up with aaron catch him again in a couple weeks right now you guys know what time it is it is time for this week's lucky dog and lap down picks you guys also know the drill after race weekend tweet your lucky dog lap down picks i will read them tag you guys after the show and uh we'll keep track of things and see where we're at at the end of the year uh all right my lucky dog uh is the fans and not because of the racing but because of the fact that we have five different winners. I just love it. You guys, I've talked about it all show. Uh, my lap down, repave and reconfig. Uh, just, you know, not, uh, I would have loved to have seen this new car on the old track, old configuration, uh, and, and really uh, witnessed something pretty cool, I think, if we'd have been able to do that. But I digress, didn't have it, and uh, now it's, it's on to your Tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner. Lucky dog William Byron avoids Wreckfest. Played the lines perfect. A lot down is the bump drafting. Obviously, drivers still have a lot to learn in the new cars. Uh, and then post uh, lap down. Uh, addendum to Christopher Bell for passing below the line. Uh, Brian at Storm and B81. Lucky dog, Corey LaJoy with a great top five. Lap down, John Hunter Nemechek on Saturday, ruining what would have been a great finish and a great finish for all of us lap traffic fantasy players that had him. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lucky dog, Justin Haley, Corey LaJoy, Team BJ McLeod for their best finishes in cup. Lap down, won't sugarcoat it. The race in general, hard to pass, boring, strung out, interrupted by brief, exciting moments. I hear you. Uh, CJ, CJ LaPearl, 24, lucky dog. The racing, not old Atlanta, but was never meant to be. Embrace it. Uh, CJ, I get that side of it. I do 100%. Lap down, Bubba, got to make a move earlier to get to the lead. Honorable mention to Sheldon Creed uh, being a wrecking ball on Saturday. I love it. All right, uh, Eddie. At Eddie underscore EG3, lucky dog. Corey Heim getting it done. First career truck series win. A lap down is to whoever was out front leading for Chevy with a tire issue at which time during the race. Uh, Chastain, Reddick, Stenhouse. Uh, Jason at Jstone29, lucky dog, the 24 for not having to race the four car on the last lap would have definitely been a cool finish. Ah, I see what you did there. The 24, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, the four, Kevin Harvick, Jeff Gordon. Yep. I'm, I'm with you all there. Lap down. My guy, Kevin Harvick for getting caught in one of these cluster crashes. Uh, hashtag for the cup 2022. I know the magic isn't gone in that team yet. Follow up. The closer still found a way to finish on the lead lap. Like I said, doesn't always get the win but closes the race with the best possible outcome every week. I hear you there. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky Dog Trackhouse has been on it to start the year. Their win is coming. Lap down. Denny Hamlin. His season has been awful. That it has. 
Colby at KG99. Lucky Dog Hendrick for a win, I guess. <laughs> Lap down whoever decided this package was a good idea and ruin a perfectly good track before you even know how it races. You can tie me and Usain Bolt together, and I have a chance. That's not racing. That's called a gimmick. I hear you. I definitely hear you. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky dog. William Byron playing a perfect race was able to get up there at the end to win. Additional lucky dog to AMS for the changes to this track and making this race very exciting. Lap down. These drivers need to still figure out bump drafting with these cars. Roger at R-O-J-O-D-I, Lucky Dog Trackhouse. They're getting wins this season. Lap down, my Lanta 500 needs to be rethought. Uh, 12 hours of Atlanta, not good. Yeah, it uh, got a little long there, didn't it? Yep, that that it definitely did. Uh, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon, Lucky Dog NASCAR. They're getting what they wanted. Nobody knows who will win from week to week. Lap down, that spoiler seems to be spoiling the leader stays with flat tires, all Chevys. I see what you did there, Rowdy. Uh, and last, uh, Charlene M. at SMAC 715. Lucky dog. U of M advancing to the Sweet 16. Lap down MSU for losing a tough one. Oops, wrong sport. Didn't watch much of the race today. Thought I'd make you laugh. I love that. Because, uh, yeah, uh, as Aaron and I talked a little bit ago, did not expect Michigan to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I I feel you there. All right. That'll do it for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. Uh, up next, Fantasy, which normally closes it out, but... Uh, don't forget, uh, I got Christian Rose for you, which will be after fantasy. Christian is going to close things out with us today. So, But uh, right now, let's get into a little lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder to get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep using the Twitter interaction, hashtag LTFantasy. Uh, you know, we're, we're not quite halfway through segment one. Uh, I am definitely not giving up. It's close. Uh, you get on a three, four weekend stretch there and you can definitely climb your way back up into, uh, top 15, 16. And don't forget, uh, segment winners get an automatic bid, uh, for the playoffs. So when we reset segment one, uh, to segment two, we'll still keep the cumulative points going for the overall standings and playoff seating, but, uh, if you win segment two, not only is it trophies and shirts and all that kind of good stuff, but it's an automatic bit. So don't lose hope on me yet. Keep setting your picks. Uh, anything can happen. It's still early, still close. So uh, keep them coming. Uh, that said, uh, my I mean, who would have thought my picks last week were Kyle Bush, Daniel Hemrick, John Hunter Nemechek got me a whopping 40 points combined. Just abysmal uh that said top 10 who actually know how to pick uh tony salt in the first place with 496 justin hughes in second with 475 kevin hahn in third with 468 michael mason in fourth with 455 scott boys in fifth with 452 Don James in sixth with 449. Henry Fletcher in seventh with 446. Joshua Neal in eighth with 435. Brad Carnes in nine with 431. And wrapping out the top 10, Jason Dickus uh, with 429. So all close there. Bonus points, Kevin and Scott both with four. Don and Jason with three. And then Benton, Jumpy Bob, Brad Carnes, Brett Morris, uh, Carson Hackman, David James, Eddie. Henry Fletcher, Josh Wolfie, Joshua Neal, Logan Cummings, Ray, and Ryan all have two. 
and then there's even more with one. So those bonus points will be very beneficial to you if you make the playoffs. So there is that. Uh, unfortunately, was not able to line up a uh, guest picker with me this week. So uh, it's just me. Uh, so just don't do what I do, and uh, you'll, you'll all be fine. So that said, we are heading to our first road course of 2022 and headed back to Coda for just the second time. All three series are on the docket this weekend. We have a few road course winners still looking for their first win of the season. Can Denny Hamlin or Martin Shrix Jr. are very solid on uh, the road courses pick up their first win. Chase Elliott picked up the win last year. He's still searching for his first win of the season. Have you used Chase Elliott or were you saving him for this weekend? Kyle Larson has also let it be known that he can go out there and get it done on the road courses. Will he be our first driver to pick up win number two on the season? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for my picks. That will ultimately be garbage. So uh, over to the truck series. I'm riding with him till he gets the win. And that's John Hunter Nemechek. In the Xfinity series, I'm going with the Dinger. Uh, I think he'll get it done. And then my cut pick, I did save Chase Elliott. Uh, so if you saved him too, you might not want to use him because I'm pulling the trigger. So there you have it. John Hunter Nemechek, AJ Allmendinger, Chase Elliott are my picks. Uh, so one of two things will happen. Either everybody will take them and I'll not make up any ground. Nobody will take them and they'll all wreck and I'll not make up any ground. So there's there's what we have there so all right uh normally that would be doing it but no no it is not over yet folks i've got one more interview fuel for you and that is christian Rose. so let's talk to Kristen. <laughs> all right let traffic nation joining me on the line making his first appearance on the lat traffic podcast he's baseball player turned driver and the driver the number 42 in the arca menard series welcome to the show christian rose christian what's up man how are you doing well how are you guys doing i appreciate you having me on absolutely man thanks for thanks for coming on uh excited to get to talk to you and um as we were talking before uh the listeners love uh the arca drivers the truck drivers i uh, had uh jack wood on earlier tonight and uh, we're going to close things out with you um before we get into it the the real big and important question how busted is your bracket <laughs> yeah after uh st peter's made a run that kind of killed it in the first uh i'd say first round so um that that was a pretty big dagger i'd say right <laughs> you know i i'm a i'm a diehard michigan fan and i had them out i had th th there's no way they're going to be colorado <laughs> state and here they are in the sweet 16 so yep. yeah yep they're rolling <laughs> I'm a WVU fan, so for and we're known for basketball with Coach Hugs and everything. And for us not to be in this year, it crushed me. So, yeah. uh, a little sore. A little, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, listen. Let Let's start off with this. You know, talk. Tell everyone a little bit about your journey. Uh, you know, you, you played college basketball, uh, or I'm sorry, baseball. Um, you know, talk about that switch and and how you got into racing and and where you're at now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different story uh, than most drivers. I'd say I didn't come from a racing family. I, nobody really around me liked racing. We just happened to have a Jeff Gordon Rainbow Warrior remote control in the house one day. And uh, when I was like five years old, and I picked that up and I started flipping through the channels. And, and this, this is back when NASCAR was like on TNT and everything. And uh, I found one of the summer races on and I grew to follow Jeff Gordon um, and then became a huge fan uh, all the way through my life. So I played baseball my whole life. Um, I had snuck into the garage at a younger age um, <laughs> in Daytona, and I got to meet some of BJ McLeod's team members. 
And basically I, they, I asked them like, how do I get in a race? And this is me thinking like knowing a lot of division one athletes, like become pit crew members sure. or, or somewhere along those lines. So that's what I was thinking. They gave me BJ's number and he was like, well, why don't you think about driving or something like that? So go home to mom, all excited. And she's like, you're going to finish school and get your college degree. And, <laughs> and if baseball doesn't work out, we'll revisit it. So uh baseball career came to an end in college and called BJ back up and got the opportunity to go down and test. And we weren't too far off. And from that point on, we've been racing since. So uh, been a dream come true and it, literally a story of fan, the driver. For me. That's all right. So, I mean, that just sparked like nine questions that I've got now. So I'm going to see <laughs> if I can keep them in order. So it's funny that you mentioned, you know, uh, you thought, all right, you know, college athletes, you know, become pit crews. And it's funny you say that because mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, I actually had Brian Halan from Joe Gibbs racing, who was a division one hockey player turn pit crew guy turn you know now running the show at, at jgr so uh when you say you know you went down and tested like what had you gotten into beforehand to even know that you go strap into the car <laughs> and test with bj yeah the most i had been in in my life before that was go-karts at the beach or something nothing crazy so no kidding bam, literally no so we i hopped in a super late model for my first time and uh we uh matt tip came out to shake the car down and we ended up not being too far off his time and uh they, they were pretty impressed. They asked me if I'd ever been in anything in my life before, and they really were shocked that I'd never been. Um, so this spin once, I got on some cold tires, and I learned a lesson real quick on how cold tires need some heat in them before you get going, and that, learned that lesson right off the bat. Right. But outside of that, we were pretty fast. So That's incredible. All right, so you know, BJ's been on the show. It's been a long time. He's probably way overdue to come back on. Uh, Matt and I have, have developed a pretty good relationship. I mean, Matt Matt's incredible. You know, So for you to get in, I mean, that's the – is that the Cinderella story maybe there to where, you know, <laughs> Hey, I, I got in after Matt Tifton and wasn't too far off on the time there. That that's, I mean, that's, that's remarkable. You don't hear about that too often, but yeah. that's, that's a, you know, for anyone that doesn't come from the racing background to where it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't know anybody. I mean, you're the story for that. Right. I appreciate that. And that's kind of the story of what we're trying to mold after, uh, I knew who Matt was and I was trying not to be a fan at that point. He was giving me advice. And I was like, man, this is the guy that's fifth in the points right now in the Xfinity series. So, um, for that opportunity to be able to come out there and, and can't thank BG enough for having to have the opportunity. Obviously now I, we've moved on and we're racing for Bruce cook and, um, that the, have the ex expertise of somebody like Bruce and everybody guiding me through my career has been instrumental and incredible. So I went from BJ, I raced for the Skinners down in Florida for a little while. And now I'm racing with Bruce cook. So I've been around a lot of very well-rounded racers that have, helped me build and mold my career going each step of the way. So very lucky and fortunate. So uh, what, what's the time frame from all of this? You know, when did you, when did baseball, you know, what year did baseball end to where you reach back out to BJ uh, to where you do some stuff with him down there to, to where we're at now in Arca? What, what kind of time frame? Yeah, some, summer of 2018 was the, uh, when baseball ended our spring of 2018 and graduated college with my degree in hospitality management. Uh, I worked for Marriott for three months and realized that, <laughs> hospitality management was not for me. I, I like being on vacation and not seeing people be on vacation. I so, love it. Um, basically called BJ up after that. We were watching a Kansas summer race. I remember to a tea at, in my apartment in ocean city, Maryland, and we were watching it and told mom, I thought that was the chance and opportunity I missed. And she was like, well, why don't you call and see if the opportunity is still there? And it was, and now it's been three years in an adventure and we were clicking some top tens off in the ARCA series and then pushing our way forward. So, so tell the listeners, you know, how many, uh, you know, did you run, uh, the Arca East, uh, you know, how, how many Arca races are under your belt? Yeah, this is, uh, I think this week was number five. So we, we started out West last year. Um, we ran 
top 10 in Vegas in our first start. Uh, we, we probably would have run seventh. I think we finished 10th. We probably should have run seventh. We got spun by a lap car, uh, which was unfortunate, but that's just part of it. Um, and then we go on to Roseville in our second race. And I think we had an opportunity, truly had an opportunity to go win that race. We, uh, PJ Petroselli ended up winning the race and we had passed them and driven away by a straightaway. I just, my inexperience, I got killed on the restarts at the end. And that's just what it came down to where PJ ended up winning that race. And then this year has been kind of a rough start for us. We got wrecked at new Smyrna and then we've been trying to catch our breath ever since. So, um, just part of the race, the roller coaster race and ups and downs, but we're going to get that track right and point straight here pretty soon. So, uh, what's the schedule like the rest of the year? Are you, are we, you know, are you, are you got the full schedule? Or are you part-time? What, what, what's the, what's the rest of 2022 look like? Yeah. So we're going to run anywhere. We're running all over from the arc East to the West to the premier series. So we're all over the place and hopefully there'll be some more stuff to announce towards the end of the year that we're working on. And I can't say just yet, but sure. we're working on, all three platforms of the ARCA series, we're going to be bouncing all over the place to hopefully get us ready to keep propelling us forward. So you're going to see us at the intermediate tracks. You're going to see us at, you know, Michigan, uh, Pocono, places like that this year. And then also staying on the short track circuit to keep getting experience and laps under me. Excellent. Well, I mean, Michigan's my home track. I'm always out there. So we'll have to hook up for sure on Friday and, Absolutely. Uh, and, and do something there. Um, so is this, while we're working on that, is, is you know, are you – you're not at Marriott anymore. Are, are you able to, to focus on this full time from, from that side of things? Yeah, this is a full time gig for me. I'm in the race shop, uh, going up during the week to, you know, talk to the guys, see what's going on. Uh, Bruce is always giving me advice and showing me things to help me be a better driver. Um, West Virginia came on board for us. That's my sponsor. And I can't thank them enough. We have, well, having West Virginia, being from West Virginia, having a tourism department come on board is just a truly a dream sponsor for me. Um, I don't know many people that get the get represented by their own home states. So uh, they've given me this opportunity and it allowed me to have this as a full time job and hopefully build this into a career. That's awesome. You know, I was gonna gonna mention that I noticed that you had your your home state uh, as as your sponsor from kind of like their uh, you know promotional side of things for promoting tourism to the sport, uh, and and that's really cool. I think that's awesome uh, that they're doing that, you know, Michigan, um, they're pure Michigan, which was our, mm -hmm. uh, tourist promotion kind of thing. Uh, did a lot of stuff with the racetrack. I don't think they were ever on a car, but they definitely, um, you know, were at the racetrack, which I think that's, that's awesome because, you know, when you think about racing, you know, yes, you obviously get a lot of, you know, local in states, but, I mean, your diehards are dragging them campers all over the place. And I think that's awesome to have the tourist side of the state aspect in, involved. In, and that's huge. Um, how, right. You know, can you talk a little bit about how that sponsorship came to be? You know, how how were you guys able to put that deal together? Yeah, we just kept plugging away at it. You know, we, we um, kept asking and asking and tried to present the opportunity and share that there is a huge opportunity in motorsports for the state to branch out and get all over to you know, all over the country versus just putting, you know, uh, you see a lot of states and a lot of people through the tourism brands put up billboards and stuff like that. And obviously they're successful in what they do with it. But I think that, you know, uh, bringing NASCAR and showing what NASCAR does in the whole of oh, how you said the diehard fans, people are attached to a brand and they'll follow that brand. It, you know, it's studied upon NASCAR and everything else that, you know, fans are willing to go drink Coke more or something because they see it on a race car to see it at the racetrack. So we're trying to show people how beautiful our state is. And, you know, we have opportunities and West Virginia being such an outdoor state with all the fans loving hunting, fishing, hiking, outdoor biking and stuff like that. We have all that to offer. So, 
uh, that was our big pitch to the state. And we just kept knocking on the door and they decided, you know, this is a good opportunity to branch out and, and do this for us. So uh, I think it's a win-win on both sides. It allows us to race the car, but it also allows us to promote how beautiful our state is and bring people into it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the alliance with Bruce and, and how that came to be, you know, switching from BJ, uh, who obviously has a, you know, bigger presence from the Xfinity Cup side of things. Uh, you know, what made this the right fit? Yeah, for, for me, working with Bruce, Bruce is a racer at heart. I mean, it, Bruce will uh, – I, I don't even know I really how to word it the best way that, you know, you can go through the list of drivers that he's brought up through the series, and you can look at Zane Smith and a host of names, Austin Hill, people he's had in shop, and then uh, like a, my teammate at Phoenix is Josh Berry. So Bruce is always bringing in notable names into the sport and has helped them build their careers. Uh, Bruce has been very uh, – uh, has allowed me to have the opportunity to work with him, which is very, I'm very fortunate to have, but hopefully – continuing along that path and all that. So it's been a very good fit for us. Bruce gives me a great car, great equipment, and it leads it up to me. And, and he's very vocal about, you know, it's, it's your job. You know, you got to, he, he shows me what I do right. shows me what I do, do wrong. And then we sit down on Mondays and everything after and try to coordinate what we can do to be better um, in all aspects. And that's what I love about Bruce is he's, if you, if anybody's ever been around Bruce or know Bruce, he's always thinking about what it takes to make the race car faster, what we can do to make it go faster. So um, that's just a huge part of me wanting to be in that shop. And we've been there for two years now. That's so. great. Um, okay. So when, uh, when, when are the fans going to see you next on the track? What's, what's the next one on the schedule? Yeah, Dover's our next one. So a couple of weeks, we're having a little bit of a break here. Hopefully, we might get in a late model sometime in between now and then. But Dover's going to be our next one in the Arca series. So I'm looking very much forward to that because that's an hour away from where I play college baseball. So awesome. Oh, that's, all right. Well, all right. And let, let's wrap it out with a little baseball talk here. Um, all right. What what position did you play? Uh, you know, it, give me your take on the whole lock, lockout thing, you know, because um, I'm, I'm sure – uh, you know, that, that probably hit close for you. So, you know, give us a little bit more, uh, about your baseball side of things there. Yeah, I, I was a college pitcher. So I was a submarine pitcher. So for anybody listening, that doesn't understand what a submarine pitcher is. I, I basically throw the baseball from the ground. Uh, my knuckles would scrape the dirt coming through. So wow. I would come out of bullpen. I, I led the team in appearances my senior year. Um, I miss it. My arm doesn't miss it. I'll say that my body <laughs> just can't do it anymore. I did it for 20 years, 20, 23 years, actually. So um, my body just couldn't do it anymore. But, uh, as for the lockout, I was like, let's get a deal done. You know, right. I'm a baseball fan. I'm wearing an Orioles shirt right now. Yes. <laughs> I, I, the problem is we're, I'm a diehard Baltimore fan. I picked the wrong teams. I'm a diehard Washington commanders fan and the Ravens have won Super Bowls in my lifetime. I'm a diehard <laughs> Orioles fan and the nationals have won world series in my lifetime. So I picked the wrong teams, I guess. Um, hey, Detroit, up, man, but... Lions, Tigers. I mean, hey. do I need to say any more there? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. So oh. I'm looking for brighter days on my, my teams on the sports, but NASCAR I didn't miss. I picked Jeff Gordon. I picked Kyle Larson. as a people to pull for. So I didn't miss there, but the, the other side has been rough. So, um, I yeah, for it. the lockout, it, baseball's trying to implement some rules now that are different. And it's, I, I think it's anything you see like NASCAR always changes and tries to push forward the future. And so does every other sport. So, yep. Uh, baseball's trying to put in, you know, rules that some fans may like and don't like, like replay something they've talked about. And, and it's been that we use it, but we don't use it for everything in baseball. And then the pitching clock on 30 seconds or whatever it might be that 
I agree with that because I have seen pitchers sit there and hold the baseball for way too long and try to <laughs> slow the game down too yeah, much. And it's, yeah. I understand let's speed it up because fans are always saying it takes too long to watch a baseball game. And I understand that. Well, and it's funny you say that because, you know, uh, you know, on, on Twitter, I, I see it all the time. I've had conversations with, with fans and, and all of that, you know, same thing about the races. Are the races too long? You know, should we, yeah. you know, should we only have some staple races at 500 miles? You know, Daytona, the the Coke 600, uh, you know, Southern 500, you know, and should everything else be mm-hmm. 400? You know, we saw last year uh, during COVID, um, you know, where we were breaking it up just to get all 36 in and we're running 300 mile races, but doing two of them, you know, like, you know, there, there yeah. are definitely... You know, I get from the NASCAR side of things to where, listen, you know, tracks aren't local to a lot of metropolitan areas. So you kind of want to give everybody that comes out the most bang for your buck. Uh, But, you know, I I think there's something to be said about finding that sweet spot as NASCAR continues to evolve. So Yeah, that's what all sports do. And that's why when I see some of the fans that criticize NASCAR in certain places and, you know, it's not just NASCAR, NASCAR does changes. Baseball does football. It's a, that's one beauty of me, I guess, playing in in baseball and seeing changes come from the baseball side is that there's changes constantly happening in every sport and avenue. So um, it's just trying to keep up with what, fans won and everything else. So I love the, the changes NASCAR has made. I think they've done a great job on the handling the COVID situation and, and everything else they've done. I think they've done a miraculous job at it. I think Atlanta put a great show on this weekend. Yeah. Um, I know that's different and they had a lot of hot takes on it, but it it, yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> show. So I love it. I love it. But, uh, yeah. all right, man. Well, listen, where can everybody follow you on social media and keep up with what you got going on? Yeah, Christian Race Racing on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and then uh, ChristianRaceRacing.com. We're going to have everything updated here pretty soon, but our social handles are every, are constantly clicking off pretty solid every every week. So uh, website's going to have some adjustments here pretty soon, but that's, that's how you can follow along with us. I love it. All right, man. Well, listen, I had an absolute blast uh, with, with you and would love to have you back on. Uh, you know, maybe around the All-Star break, we can do a little more – deep dive into baseball and uh, see how things are going for you from a racing side of things. Absolutely. I would love to come back. I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. Huge thanks to Christian Rose for calling into the show tonight, man. Listen, uh, best of luck to you the rest of 2022, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Take care. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 273 of the Lab Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Jack Wood, Christian Rose, and Aaron Studwell for calling into the show tonight. Had a blast tonight. Tonight was a lot of fun. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.